Hello and welcome to Food Did What Now? My name is Emily Brighty and this is the show where I answer those pesky food origin questions. You know, the ones you ponder but never actually find the answers for. This week is the versatile potato. It's been a while since I poked my head out of the proverbial window, so I have not one, but two whole episodes for you. Additionally, stay tuned for the end of part two where I announce some exciting stuff. Food did what now? Food did what now? Food did what now? Food did what now? Potato edition, part one. Hello and welcome to another episode of Food Did What Now? I have with me my wonderful guest, Verity Best. Say hello, Verity. Hi. How are you doing, Verity? I'm really good. I'm, I'm so good. Woo! <laughs> I can't wait to talk about food. Wonderful, wonderful. Before we get into the episode, could you share with us a foodie fact about yourself? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I can do that. I just want to say I really like the way you say food did what now? <laughs> Thank it's you. It's really excellent. I do actually have a food fact. I, I've been eating a lot of hummus recently because mm. um, I just found out that it tastes nice. And so I've been just shoveling it in my mouth all day. I've been eating so much hummus. I'm actually slightly <laughs> worried it's a problem. <laughs> That's a food fact about me. Literally, it's just been weeks of hummus. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Every time I see it, I just get really excited. I've been buying it from the store. It's it's really bad, actually. Do you have a favourite like flavour of hummus, or is it the bog standard? There are plain? flavours of hummus. You didn't know there were different flavours of hummus. What? No, I thought <laughs> there was one flavour. Hummus flavour. No, so you can get like red pepper hummus. You can get spicy hummus. You can get all sorts. Oh, you don't know what you've done. <laughs> you've opened a whole new avenue here. <laughs> Are you ready to learn about potatoes? Woo! Yeah! Potatoes are absolutely fascinating. I already knew that. Oh, you did? Yeah, I didn't need to research. I just need to take a little look. At what? Um, <laughs> potato. Okay. To begin with, I asked my audience when they thought potatoes were discovered. Would you like to guess before or after you've heard their guesses? Because you're going to guess either way. After, because then I can use them. Okay. So our first uh, suggestion is when was Ireland invented? What? Wait, were they asking you a question to your question? That's wow. I think so. It's very meta, isn't it? That, That is clever. Someone else said they feel ancient. (laughs) me too (laughs) someone else said uh, older than cucumbers oh okay see they're in the same mindset with the cucumbers Um, a lot of people don't seem to understand the question (laughs) (laughs) just giving you random statements yeah oh here we go we've got 1151 that's the suggestion Um, doesn't say whether it's BC or AD Oh, here's, here's another one. Uh, right after Ireland was invented. What do they mean invented? Like like an old man was just suddenly like, hmm, I, you know what would be fun? Do continue. <laughs> oh no, I'm not going anymore. <laughs> when someone first washed their feet in their cooking pot? Um, I, 
think some of my uh, followers might need. Um... <laughs> they need something. You just burnt. <laughs> you're just savagely roasting your followers right now. I mean, I wouldn't do that, Emily. Anyway, five hundred BC. Was that the answer? Oh no, 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 this is another guess. Oh, okay. And then we've got one thousand, and then someone else has said one thousand BC. So, yeah. The uh, the guesses that we the actual guesses for dates we have are one thousand one hundred fifty one, five hundred BC, one thousand and one thousand BC. Okay. When uh, do you think the potato was kind of discovered? I'm thinking probably BC. Any more specific than just BC? <laughs> Well, I feel like I shouldn't be too specific because like your followers, you know, maybe I should just give a general. I don't know. Did 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 the Greeks have, do they have like potato-based diets? I don't think massively. They seem like a staple. I'm going to go 1200 BC. Okay, okay. So the earliest recorded evidence of a potato was in 6000 BC. Okay. <laughs> Um, they were found in the Peruvian Andes around Lake... Oh, goodness. The names I've come across with this podcast is... <laughs> Titicaca? High in the mountains? Sorry, <laughs> <Tell you> what? <laughs> it's spelled T-I-T-I-C-A-C-A. Okay, yeah. Some little fun facts about potatoes. They're very good for you. With the exception of vitamin A and vitamin D, they contain every vitamin you need. And then if you add dairy and keep the skins on, you've got all the nutrients you need. That makes me feel really good. Yeah. I've been having potato like every day. Besides the hummus. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should dip potato in hummus. That'd be good. Potato wedges in hummus. Mm. Yeah. Mm. For every 100 grams of potatoes, you have two grams of protein. That's, that's not a lot. They are 80% water and 20% solids. Really? Yeah. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. But they're very high in carbs, right? They're carb because the carbohydrates. They're carbohydrates, yeah. But they're also a really good source of fiber. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I was feeling bad for eating so many, but now I feel good. Mm. It depends how they're cooked. Oh. But if you boil, roast, or steam them, it keeps a lot of the nutrients in and stuff. And it's healthier mm. for you. Okay, well, I'll bear that in mind. Thank you. Yeah, no yeah. worries. You know, I made potato salad. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but the mayonnaise was off, so oh. I had to throw it all in the bin. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. I yeah. I actually looked this up. This is a food fact you Ooh. can get from me for oh, free. Oh, thank you. Um, if you smell your mayonnaise and it smells <laughs> like, like vinegar, <laughs> it's gone off. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't eat it. <laughs> And if a liquid is formed at the bottom at the bottom of mayonnaise. Oh my goodness. How long have you had that mayonnaise for? Since March. Which I thought would be okay, but if you open it, you shouldn't use it three months after. Okay. And we're on the fourth month now, so I think it's just Oh. Yeah. Was that like a shop bought mayonnaise? Yeah, it's like a Hellman's. Oh. I've never seen that happen before. It's quite disappointing. Um, yeah. Well, I thought it was normal because, you know, like mustard and stuff, you get like a little liquid because it's been sat there and then you mix it back up and it's mm. fine. 
Yeah. But apparently it's because the there's like acid in store-bought mayonnaise because mm. it's preserving it. And so it obviously after it goes off, the acid kind of takes over and that's why you get the vinegary smell. So did you Google that you shouldn't have eaten it or did you find out the hard way? <laughs> I, I Googled it because I sniffed it and I was like, oh, <laughs> this isn't vinegar. Okay, good. I'm glad that you didn't eat it. Thank you. But I'm sorry for the loss of the potatoes. It was sad, yeah. Mm. Did you like already make the potato salad? Yeah, like it was fully made in the bowl, ready to go. Oh. And then I, you know, took a whiff. That's so sad. Yeah, it's a pretty sad whiff. Mm. Sorry, I've really killed the mood with my sad (laughs) story. No, no, that's okay. In 500 AD to 800 AD, civilization settled around Lake Titicaca due to the successful cultivation of maize and potatoes. And then in 1000 to 1400 AD, the Inca civilization grew into the Cusco Valley and became one of the fastest growing settlements in the Americas. And with improvements to agricultural practices, they boosted the production of maize and potatoes. That's really cool. Do they have them anywhere else or was that the only place they found them? I think that's the only place they found them to originate, but then they slowly spread. So potatoes have like an originating point. Yeah. That is wild. Uh, that's, yeah. Wow. In mountains. That's cool. Yeah. And such cool names as well. Yeah. They really knew how to name stuff back in the day. Not anymore. No. The potato was heavily used within the Inca civilization, and it was labelled the people's food. They actually measured time by how long it took to cook a potato. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> that's absolutely brilliant, really. At least that's what one website said. I don't quite know how they corroborated yeah. that, but... I hope it's true, because that is just... That's way better than how we do it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. How long do you think it takes to cook a potato? Because I always find it varies. What? How are we cooking it? Are we boiling it? Yeah. 20 minutes? Mm. I guess it also depends, like, are you boiling a whole potato? Or are you chopping it up? And how small are you chopping it up? You know? I usually go halves. Ooh. I normally quarter it, honestly. I quarter it afterwards. Oh. But that's because I didn't think it through (laughs) to start with. Halfway through cooking or like? Well, I was like, these are big pieces of potato. They're not going to be, this isn't how potato salad normally looks. Sorry not to bring it back to. To my potato salad, but I was cooking potato salad, and I well, I was just boiling them in halves, and I was like, "This is quite a large chunk." You know, you don't really want to be like nibbling a mayonnaise-covered half a potato, like potato. Yeah, you want it to be in bite-sized pieces. So, yeah, I don't know. It depends. Mm. I reckon a whole potato you could do in twenty-five minutes. Yeah. How big are the potatoes, you're thinking? I'm thinking... Like King Edward size or new potato size? Or somewhere in between? You know there's all-arounder bags that you can get from Tesco? Yeah. That that size. Okay. So a decent size. Yeah, so not like a, like a jacket. Like the size of a fist? Yeah. So wait, do you... Sorry to be stuck on this. When you boil your half potatoes... Yeah. Do you wait till they're fully cooked to cut them smaller or do you pull them out halfway through and be like, this needs to get smaller now? I did wait, yeah. I chopped them on a chopping board. 
<laughs> it was a fluffed nightmare. It was, <laughs> it was potato everywhere. <laughs> so, more foodie facts. Yes, please. In 1500 AD to 1800 AD, this is the kind of time period we're talking about now. In 1532, the Spanish invaded and brought the potato to Europe. Was that the first time it came to Europe? Yeah. Oh. So, from the earliest recording evidence being in 6000 BC, Europe didn't have potatoes until 1532. That's embarrassing. I know. So embarrassing. When did Ireland get potatoes? That is a good question. When I was researching, I couldn't find a specific year. There was lots of different speculation on when and who brought potatoes to Ireland, so I wasn't quite sure. But in 1589, Sir Walter Raleigh planted potato seeds in his Irish estate in Cork and offered them as a gift to Queen Elizabeth I. Oh, wow. Did she like? I do not have uh, any information <laughs> on her response of the gift of potatoes. No, no reviews. Unfortunately. Uh. Potatoes didn't grow well in Spain. Because they were used to 12 hours of sunlight in the Andes. But in Spain, you'd have really long like summer days and they didn't grow well. They'd grow in the autumn but not survive the winter. So it took, apparently it took a century to produce a variety of potatoes that would grow earlier in the summer through farmer selection. Oh. Yeah. It does seem a bit odd to take something that can't grow and just be like... No, grow. Come on. <laughs> Come on, boys, grow. We need you. <laughs> yeah, couldn't they just, you know, move if they were that desperate for, you know, some, some fries or a little bit of <laughs> potato salad? Um, you know? Well, and move the entire Spanish population to the well, end. Well, no, just move themselves and then be like, good luck, guys, with your potato-less existence. <laughs> yeah, we want this spud, so we're going to... Adios, out of here. Yeah. It's really weird how Ireland is so, like, not to go back to Ireland again, but it's so, like, stereotypically associated with potatoes. Mm -hmm. They're not even, like, supposed to grow in Irish conditions, apparently. No, right? but, but they did grow very well in Irish conditions. Oh! Oh, I take it back then. It may have just been because a variety was cultivated that grew well there, or it would just happened to like the consistency of Irish weather. Maybe it just really liked Ireland. Yeah. It was like, this place is great. I do actually, okay, this is off topic, but I have an Irish friend who doesn't like potatoes. He'll be very happy that I mentioned him. What's his name and address? <laughs> I have both, but I won't give you one of them. Uh, so his address is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's called Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. So he's currently in Ireland at the moment. That must be quite difficult, just because it's kind of a stable dish. Like, that is a, pr it's a pretty consistent part of my diet. I don't know about you. Um, yeah, it's pretty... I, I have potatoes a lot. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ryan. What, what, why are you sorry? Well, just that Ryan doesn't like potatoes. He's not mad on potatoes. I think he'll eat them, but, like, they're not his favourite. Oh, okay, so he doesn't, like, hate them, hate he them. He doesn't hate, hate them. Like, he would not spurn them or chuck them off his plate, but... <laughs> Burn them. <laughs> the fiery depths. <laughs> yep, uh, but I think if, if he's given them, he'll eat them. But he, they're not his favourite. Anyway, 
took nearly four decades for the potato to spread through the rest of Europe. It's not very long. No, it's not actually. 40 years. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things. That's quite quick. Yeah. They must have been a hit with the, the Queen. Yeah, must have been. Yeah. So because, as I've mentioned, the potato has loads of nutrients, in the 17th and 18th centuries, for tenants with no land, this was a really good thing because you didn't need much land to grow potatoes. And if you had a cow, then you had the dairy and the potatoes, and that could basically sustain you and provide all the nutrients needed to sufficiently feed a large family of six to eight people, apparently. And it made it very popular amongst Irish and British peasants as the land needed to grow potatoes didn't need to be big. That's cool. Yeah, well, that's I do associate like Middle Ages with potato farmers. Mm. Plus, knowing that you get like all of your vitamins from... Is it true that um, often like peasants would be healthier in their diet than the wealthy? Yeah. The diet of wealthy people would be more focused on like decadent things like meats and sweets and stuff. They wouldn't really... They think vegetables were disgusting. But because peasants just didn't have much money, they'd mainly eat vegetables. So they were a lot healthier because they got a lot more of the nutrients that you actually need to be healthy. Mm. Yeah. And you're not actually supposed to eat that much meat, are you? I was looking at the the wheel though, you know that food wheel? Yeah. That the NHS has. Mm -hmm. And the meat bit is really small and the carbohydrates bit is really big. So you should eat potatoes. Yeah. When I was researching for this episode, I was talking to people about it. And one person said it was really interesting to hear about the vitamin thing because whenever you go to a dieting place, um, they're always like, you cut out carbs or you stop eating potatoes. That's the first thing to go. But it's actually really healthy for you to eat potatoes, as long as they're not like deep fried in fat. <laughs> Just to mm, put that out there. But yeah, it's really interesting to see that people get rid of things out of a diet because they're focused on certain aspects but not others so they're not focusing on the vitamins you need and things like that but more calories does that make sense yeah i find that interesting i have yeah it's weird it is weird because you're obviously getting rid of a lot of good stuff that you need mm. whereas you could just eat less if you want less calories yeah they do say portion size is yeah. Yeah. And it's also about if you want to if you do want to lose weight, it's just about expending more energy than you're eating, burning more calories than you intake. Yes. But yeah, um I had a personal trainer for a while, so you know, learn all about that. I, I remember. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Oh. You kept being like, sorry, I've got to go meet my personal trainer at the swimming pool. Oh yeah. <laughs> Potatoes spread from the British Isles to Europe, and by 1740 they were found in Prussia, Poland and Germany, and reached Russia in the 1840s. Although successful in those countries, France was not having any of it. Parliament banned potatoes in 1748, as they considered potatoes to be fit only for pig consumption, and thought them poisonous, and a possible cause for leprosy. That's really stupid. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, which government said that? The French. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> where did they get the idea that it was poisonous? Well, it is part of the nightshade family, which oh. is a poisonous... Well, like, it has poisonous things. 
Can you tell me more? What? It's part of the nightshade family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is related to the tomato, the eggplant, and tobacco, to name a few. And the leaves of the potato plant are actually poisonous. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in a way, they're, they're correct. It is if they eat the wrong part of it. Yeah. Right. Well, I guess we can all guess what they were doing, can't we? <laughs> yep. Um, you could actually suffer from potato poisoning if you eat the stem and leaves. As they can... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Because they contain a toxin called solanine. Solanine. And symptoms of this, fever, nausea, abdominal pains, vomiting, and headaches. Jeez, okay, well, I guess I won't be doing that then. Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah. Wouldn't want you to uh, suffer from any of those uh, symptoms. Wait, but do, don't potatoes grow from the ground? Yeah, they are part of the root of a plant. Yeah, so which bit do you need to get rid of? Anything that's above the ground. Okay. So anything below the ground's fair game. I think. Well, at least the potato part. Yeah. I think I won't grow my own. <laughs> okay. Once you have a potato plant, if it's fully grown, you just kind of like dig it up and then you have the potatoes. Oh, yeah, okay. It's not, it's not too hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're not eating stems or leaves, you're fine. Yeah. I guess that's quite a common thing. Is apple are apples at all related to that whole poisonous thing? Because I know they've got cyanide in them. Solanine can be found in foods that aren't part of the nightshade family, and that does include apples. But apples are not a nightshade. Okay, they've got cyanide in the seeds, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so where we were, the French did not like potatoes. Okay. And then a man named Augustine... Oh, I'm probably not going to say this right. Anyway. Do your best French accent. <laughs> oh, no. Augustine Pimentier. No, that was terrible. I, that sounded quite good, so I thought... Yeah? Yeah. So a man named Augustine Pimentier made the potato popular in France. What did he do with it? So to start off, he was a prisoner of war in Prussia and was only oh. fed potatoes. And bear in mind, as a Frenchman, he thought they were poisonous. Oh! Yeah. But then this was the only thing he was given to eat. And then he comes back, realising that his health has not suffered for it, and then becomes a massive advocate for potatoes. That's, that's really cool of him. I'm glad that he's spreading the word. Yeah. Telling everyone, it's not poisonous. Stop eating the leaves. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> yeah. He wrote papers to change people's minds. And then he also did loads of publicity stunts. He had dinners with guests, famous people like Benjamin Franklin and other celebrities of the time. After a while, King Louis XVI in 1781 gave him a plot of land in which he grew potatoes and he stationed guards around these potatoes. He told the guards that if they were offered any bribes, they had to take it no matter how big or how small and to let thieves get away with the potatoes. And so he basically used psychology to make the potatoes popular by being like, oh, you can't have this. This is precious. And so people would steal it. Oh, okay. That's really clever. Mm. It's actually kind of genius. They should use that as some kind of strategy for like marketing, right? Ooh. Like Benson for beds. That'd be quite hard to steal a bed though, to be fair. <laughs> Do you actually want your stuff to be stolen? No. Wait, hang on. <laughs> this doesn't work. 
It is rumoured that Frederick of Prussia did a similar thing, but other sources say that's not true and it was Augustin Parmentier. Or Parmentier. Don't quite know how to say that. This is probably not really in the area that you've researched, but do you know why he was in prison? Was it, like, as a prisoner of war, was there some kind of big war that was going on at the time? Yes, there was a war. Not sure which one. I feel like the French were involved. I mean, he was French. Yeah, not to hedge my bets, but I think the French were involved. (laughs) I also think the Prussians were involved. Oh, do you now? Yeah, because of the Prussian jail cell. Yeah. We'll see, though. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. In the meantime... Oh, yeah, this was really cool. So when wars ravaged Europe, villagers found they wouldn't be taxed on their crop potatoes as they were harder to plunder and tax because... The tax man, when you had grains and stuff, they could come and see your field as it was growing and get an estimate of how much to tax you. But you couldn't really do that with potatoes because the yield was underground. And oh, yeah. it's also a lot harder to plunder because you've got to dig up a whole field of potatoes if you want to take that. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of manual labour. Yeah. It was really useful because it protected their food supply during the Seven Years' War and the War of Austrian Succession. Farmer selection helped to cultivate varieties more suited to each climate, causing them to flourish. And the taxing thing and the difficulty to plunder was noticed, and so instructions were distributed on how to plant potatoes by King Frederick the Great of Prussia in order that peasants would have food supplies if enemy armies invaded in 1740 during the War of the Austrian Succession. That's nice of him. Yeah. Looking out for his people. He must have, yeah. Must have been one of the good goodens. And today, you can find potatoes on his grave because people put potatoes there. Oh. Same with um, Augustin Parmentier. It's quite a nice legacy to have, isn't it? Yeah, feeding the people. I mean, who doesn't like potatoes? Other than Ryan, of course. <laughs> Other nations copied this. By the early 1800s and the Napoleonic Wars, the humble potato became the food reserve of Europe. That is, that's a real underdog story, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Started at a lake. <laughs> that was the only place. Yep. And then, you know, a couple thousand years later, is it a thousand? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A couple thousand years later, uh, it's ruling, you know. Yeah. They should make a film about it. I mean, I think that would genuinely be quite an interesting film, honestly. The journey mm. of the potato, its rise in power. There are various books about it, actually. It's really cool because basically potatoes changed history. And on that bombshell, we end Potato Edition Part 1. I know you're hungry for more. Even so, sharing is caring. So let's share this episode like it's a large portion of chips at the beach, slathered in salt and vinegar, that you need to eat pretty quick with your friends before the seagulls attack and eat them for you. Now. Stick around for an exciting announcement at the end of part two and tuck in to the next episode.